0: The Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. We're all about delivering great content, thoughtful discussions, and tips and tricks to help you truly get the most out of your life and business. And here's your charismatic host, me, Matt Browning. Hey, welcome to another episode of the Purpose Driven Entrepreneur Podcast. I'm Matt Browning, and I am excited this week. We have a lot of stuff going on, and... And I have a really, really cool episode for you. Um, In a moment, we're gonna bring in an interview where I bring back the illustrious Mike Bagala, my uh, NLP trainer, coach, and cohort over here at the Evolution headquarters. Uh, Mike's amazing, and we have a great conversation all about uh, the subject of overwhelming stress as a leader, as an entrepreneur, and how to get out of it. So before I start, um, as I record this open, it is Wednesday evening right now. This should be dropping tomorrow night, uh, Thursday night when you get this and we are getting ready to get into a three-day live event. And man, I got to tell you, it's it's less stressful than I thought it would be, especially on this subject where we're talking about overwhelming stress. Um, it's, it's actually quite exciting. You know, we uh, have three days on stage. I'm teaching uh, purpose-driven entrepreneurs, right? All about how to grow their businesses, how to find more clients and have a lot of fun doing it. And, you know, it's cool to reflect back and think, I have this amazing team around me now that you know, we've built and built over the last decade plus, but there's some such great people right now that are just hard at work today, that are getting everything ready. The hotel's set, everything's dialed and ready to go. And I get to show up tomorrow morning and do the part that I do best. So that's obviously one of the tenets to me of being uh, a real purposeful entrepreneur is that you get to do the thing you do best and allow other people to do the thing that they do best. So I'm excited about that, that's coming up. Um, Man, I guess without any further ado, I'm, I'm excited about the, uh, the episode coming up. So let me tell you a little bit about what we're going to talk about. Um, Mike and I, we talk about essentially the difference between overwhelm and stress and how they show up in a leader's life. And no matter what area in life you're leading in, overwhelm and stress can get to you if you don't know how to deal with them um, and you don't know how, how to treat them and, and almost make it like a dance partner right? I talk sometimes about how fear doesn't need to be something to run away from. Fear needs to be something that you dance with and you grab a hold of it and you realize, yeah, I'm scared and let's talk about it. And let's still get this thing done that we want to do. It should never be a reason to stop doing things. So I'll explain a little bit about what overwhelm is, how it gets created in the unconscious mind. And Mike has some great, um, some great takes on why we still stay in it, even though we know better. Uh, He even talks about what you get out of it, right? How some people have a badge of honor uh, of being overwhelmed because that means we're being successful. So we'll talk a little bit again about how it's created, um, some of the issues around it. And the best part to me is we're going to talk about some practical ways to deal with it and to get out of overwhelm when you feel stuck to get out of stress when you feel stuck. Uh, And there's just some really golden nuggets with this. Mike uh, is an absolute genius when it comes to like human engineering and how the brain processes and works. And you'll hear some nuggets from me as well, because this is obviously right up my alley. We both teach this stuff. So without any further ado, let's get to the interview with Mike Bagala on overwhelming stress. So here I sit with Mike Bagala, Buddy, hey. welcome back.
1: Yeah, good to be back. Dude. Uh, I really enjoyed our last conversation.
0: I did too. I did too. I and mean, hopefully everyone did as well. Uh, that was the, so far it was actually the longest podcast episode we had done at this point. It mm-hmm. went just, uh, I think, under or just over an hour. Wow. And I know. And I'm trying to keep them short, but with you, it's like, it's kind of impossible. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I know. I, I talk a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> And and also, you know what? We finished that up, and later on I was thinking, oh, man, we never got to talk about this and never got to talk about that. And, you know, even though it was an hour, I felt like there was still a lot left unsaid. So I'm glad we're continuing to have these ongoing chats.
0: Yeah, I know. Uh, I, I remember thinking, you know, there's there's probably at least three or four other podcast episodes just in the side lateral chunks or the tangents, you know? Mm-hmm. So we want to get into one of the tangents today. Cool. So um, so I was chatting with you this morning about overwhelm. Mm-hmm. And it's a question that's been coming up a lot in the community mm-hmm. um, of entrepreneurs and NLP enthusiasts and coaches and just, you know, people in that space of wanting to improve lives. Um, there's a lot of people asking questions about, I feel overwhelmed. How do I get sure. out of it? Um, I consistently feel overwhelmed. Just questions yeah. around the state of overwhelm. So I thought it would be cool on this episode if we could break down what overwhelm actually is neurologically, mm-hmm. um, how it comes about, what do we do about it, um, if you have any great ideas or mm-hmm. thoughts around it. Yeah. So I guess first question I have for yeah. you is wh- how would you define overwhelm? Like what, what's your experience of that?
1: How would I define overwhelm? It is this Panicked, <laughs> Great word feeling to start with. <laughs> that that it's 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 uh, it's it's both mental and emotional, and I think it is the number one most common problem in the Western world. I I, I mean, really, I I, 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 w- I would say that I would say if you're going to talk to people and say what is the the biggest problem that you face the most often or the the most common negative emotion that you face, I Mm. think people will talk about overwhelm and that there's more to do than they have time to do it and they're feeling stressed. I think they talk about that, or at least in my experience, more than they talk about anything else.
0: Right. So, okay, I guess it depends on how you define it, right? Mm -hmm. So I love what you just said. You said you feel like you get a feeling of there's more to do than you have time to do it, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So I think some people call that stress. Yep. Um, but I think for our purposes, I, I would classify a lot of stress as, well, stre- I mean, stress is something different. I think it's either overwhelm or it's fear. You could be stressed because you're overwhelmed or you could be stressed because you're worried about what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. That make mm-hmm. sense? So, so I'd say for the listeners, like, some stress is going to fit overwhelm, yeah. but maybe not all of it.
1: Uh, you know what? I heard recently that stress is what happens when you have the belief that what you have to do is more than you can handle.
0: Hmm. So wow. the, the
1: result is stress. And that may be true. And overwhelm Which means you can have too to, many
0: chunks. Sorry, you can yeah. have too many chunks if you're stressed. Or it can be one chunk, but you don't feel like you can handle it.
1: Yeah. And that could cause stress.
0: That makes sense. Yeah.
1: And overwhelm, I think, is very related to stress. The difference may be that, at least for me, when I think of overwhelm, I think of a bunch of things swimming in my head and I can't grasp any of them.
0: Wow. Right? I wonder if anyone relates to that. A bunch of ideas just swimming in my head and yeah. I can't relate to any of them. Yeah, so, can't grab
1: hold of any of them to do anything about mm, that, right? Yeah. yeah,
0: that's what it feels like to me. Like when I, when I I don't get overwhelmed as often as I used to, mm-hmm. um, partially because of some of the things we're gonna talk about mm-hmm. today, right? right. Um, but when I do find myself overwhelmed, number one is it never goes away entirely. Like. Like I'll be a hundred years old and probably have days that I feel overwhelmed. Sure. So it's not that it's something to delete completely. Right. Mm-hmm. But it's something to understand how does it happen? And then what do we do about it when we find ourselves in that state? Right. You know, it's like, you know, someone comes to, you know, work with you to get rid of anxiety or or, um, or sadness or depression or something. and like, it's not like they're going to walk out and never feel sad again. Right. But it's different where they probably don't have to have, like, the crippling sadness or the habitual daily sadness or, right, like the stuckness Mm -hmm. of it. They can just experience the emotion for what it is, which is coming and going, fleeting. Um, And overwhelm can be that same thing. Sure. Right? Sure. And there's a difference, too, right? When you have an emotion and then that
1: makes you human, Mm -hmm. but then you also have some abilities to be able to handle it.
0: Right. Okay. All right. So... So let's define then overwhelm is the feeling of having more to handle than you have time for or that you have the ability for. Um, I'd also say, uh, let's talk about another aspect of overwhelm from the conscious versus unconscious mind, because mm-hmm. that's, that's kind of cool, okay. we were talking about that earlier. Um, so, like, you and I, we, we know there's a book we quote all the time, "Flow" from the Hungarian biologist Mihai Csikszentmihalyi. Right. Such a fun name. And, and he estimates in that book there's 2.3 million bits of information coming into our awareness every second of every day. Mm-hmm. Right. But we can only consciously process 126 bits. Right. right. You and I have taught this from stage for years. Right. So, if you can only consciously process 126... That means you're unconsciously processing 2.3 million and filtering that information for what's relevant, important right. for you in the day. Right. So we can talk about the 126 bits, and I'll say that a lot to people. I'll say, well, what 126 are you focusing on? Yeah. But if we actually chunked it down a little more, um, you could say the 126 bits could fall into groupings of data, groupings of information. Mm-hmm. So there's a lot of information. Maybe uh, I, I know that I need, to, I need to go to the gym today, right? And that's what I'm doing at five, by the way. So, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> but I know I have to go to the gym, but there's a lot of data within that, right? It's like, oh, oh I haven't been for over a week. So how am I going to be? And I'm a little worried about that. And, oh, did I bring my bag with me? I'm pretty sure I have the right clothes in the car. And are we going to wrap up the podcast in time, so, you know, for the timing? Yeah. So th- that might be three different, four different, maybe 15 different little bits of information. Mm-hmm. But that all That'd... chunks into one chunk level, which is I'm going to the gym. Mm-hmm. Makes sense, right? Yeah. So... Um, so we're representing that we can consciously process about five to nine is the number we use. We call it seven plus or minus two, Mm -hmm. which for layman's terms is five to nine. So if you're already overwhelmed, you can process five chunks of information. If you're having a great day and you're hydrated and you slept well and whatnot, right? you're in a good mood, maybe you could process eight or nine chunks or groupings of information. Mm -hmm. So one of the things I look at with overwhelm is when you hit beyond your chunk level, So if I'm in a state of mind where I can process about six or seven different chunks of stuff, but I realize that on my plate today, I have nine or 10 items or 12 items to do. Um, And something else came up and then the boss just emailed with something and then I got this bill I have to pay and then whatever, whatever, right? And then a client texts and says, hey, I need to see you right away. And and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Okay. Yeah. And then I, be, I look at my calendar and I realize I have too many things on the week or on the day or uh, whatever. And then I start to feel myself going to overwhelm. Yeah. So,
1: and you're trying to consciously process more than that 126 bits. Exactly. Which your conscious mind isn't designed for. So exactly. you go going to overwhelm.
0: Right. So that's my definition. When I think of yeah. overwhelm, I think unconsciously I can process everything that needs to be taken care yep. of in a day or in my life. Mm-hmm. But consciously I can only focus on so many items at once, so many items that need my attention. Yeah. And, it, and I want to be clear, it's not just items that you have to do right now. It's items that are like relevant and aware right now. Right. right? So it's okay. Well, I have this thing I'm doing on Saturday morning. That goes to me. And then I got to preach on Sunday morning. So that goes, that's, uh, that becomes a chunk. I got to think about that and prepare that. And then I have lunch sure. with my parents on Sunday afternoon. That's a thing. And then my wife is going to be chatting with me tonight. And we're going to talk about something to do with Val and, and getting ready so, for Christmas. That's so, a thing. So, so
1: this is a good point. Mm-hmm. So it's not how much you have to do.
0: Yep. It's how much you're focusing
1: on thinking about what you have to do right now. Right. Right. So this goes back to what NLP is all about, the difference between the external world in your internal world, mm. right? Right. That's good. And so it, it is. It is then overwhelm is a process of working your internal world in a certain way that creates this feeling that ah, there's more than I can handle. Right. So then to get out of overwhelm, it's also an internal process.
0: Right. Because you got to figure like, have you ever felt have you ever felt really busy, but you almost were embarrassed? I get this like, oh, I'm so busy right now, and then someone says, well, what's going on exactly? Like write yeah. it down and you're like, well, well, no, it's just, totally. there's a lot of stuff. And then yeah. you write it down, you end up with like three things. But the problem was internally, you can yeah. feel overwhelmed and stressed out and have, and have, and feel like a lot of stuff, even though the reality is it's almost nothing. Right, And vice versa, right? You could have, you could probably have 20 things to take care of, but if they're scheduled right and you're disciplined with your time and all those things happen and your state is managed, you don't feel overwhelmed. You just feel like you're a busy I person with a lot to do. Yep. You know, yep. that makes and, sense. And
1: I'll get to it. Yeah. i will
0: get to it in due time. Right. Yeah. So I I was going to start, there's a lot of solutions I already have, right, that we're we're thinking about. I was ready to jump into that. But I want to make sure kind of in the beginning here in this conversation, we really like, we get clear on the perspectives of overwhelm, what it really is. Um, Is there anything else you want to add to like neurologically what's happening or thought pattern wise or just, I don't know, anything at all about how it comes about um, or any other comparisons? I don't know, anything like that.
1: Well, yeah, what, what, I, what I do want to say is that a lot of people, I think, have overwhelm in part because it's a tool to brag about, that there's what Dang. we call a secondary gain. Yeah, let's right? talk about that. Yeah. So people th- – th- this is part of the reason that people have overwhelm is because they want to have it on some level, right? I mean –
0: Hey, careful. It, <laughs> careful. It, you know, You're saying so, I want to be overwhelmed?
1: Uh, I, I think a ton of people wear that as a badge of honor. I think so, too. That, that a lot of people will say, how have things been? And you want to be able to say, oh, I've been doing so much, things have been crazy. I mean, you talk about like, you know, feeling pride or whatever. Right. Right? How would you feel if somebody, you said, so, hey, what's been going on? Well, n-
0: nothing really. Not, not much. N- not I've just not been much sitting at, all. at home. Yeah. Just taking care of everything. Yeah.
1: You know, or at least in today's world, it seems like we're supposed to have tons of things going on, right? right? Yeah, and and then also this gets us into kind of this this mindset that we're not responsible. Our schedule
0: is. Wow. Right? So now we're starting to talk about a little bit of cause and effect, mm-hmm. like uh, being be, almost being a victim to our schedule. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. That's interesting.
1: Yeah. yeah. So I, I. I'm so sorry you
0: know, I was late. It wasn't my fault. I just had so many things on today. Yeah.
1: You know. Yeah. Or or you know even even like. Things like people will say, oh, I can't do that because I've got this this stuff going on. Or, hey, can we, you know what, can you go out tonight or are you busy? Right? And that question presupposes that you're not in charge. Wow. So, I know, this is getting deep. I would say then as far as solutions because of that, the first step is if you do want to get over out of overwhelm, really decide that you really do want to mm. and that you're going to be okay with feeling calm when you think about your schedule and you're not going to feel
0: embarrassed that you don't have too much Man. to do. Now, that's really good because I think there, there's this old IR, right? The internal representation of, yeah. of the successful person is this busy person with all these things on their desk. Yep. And, and I think a lot of people today probably know that's not true. Right. But I'll tell you what, like, yep. if somebody walks into your office, let's say, and your yeah. desk is all clear and you're looking at one thing, yeah. Or you're on one phone call, you hang up and say, "Hi, how are you?" And yeah. you're not stressed. All of yeah. a sudden, like, like what's the fear, right? It's like, oh, are you even like, are you even doing anything? Yeah. Are you successful exactly. at all? Um, exactly. Are you wasting away your time, right? Twiddling your thumbs. Um, wow. Exactly. And then there's exactly. also the it, it feels lame almost. Yeah. Yeah, it's, a, it's this badge of honor of I'm so busy. Look at me. Yep. And you know what's funny is one of one of my one of my old bosses was always like this, you know, it's like one one person who worked in the office was very calm, they just kind of got things done, but they always I don't like to say they got harassed, but it was almost like like harassed. The same thing happened with people staying late. This is interesting. So there was a guy at the office who would always leave at 5:01. Four fifty-nine sometimes, five o'clock sometimes, but yeah. pretty much within that two-minute window, right? <laughs> he was out, and by four fifty, his desk is cleaned up, the files are put away, he's finishing his last items, he's going to fax something, he's you know, he's just, and he was very efficient with his time. Yeah, and we started at eight, and he was almost always in between seven thirty and seven fifty. Okay, right. I- Get a picture of
1: what this guy's like.
0: Exactly, right? He came in, he'd he'd make coffee, he'd come back in. Everything was all settled and he would get to work a little early, but he wanted to leave at five o'clock. So looking back in hindsight, I think, wow, he stewarded his time really well. Yeah. Right? He was disciplined with time and he wanted to schedule his time. Right. And, And I think today, a lot of people don't value that. Right. With other people. And here's what I mean. Like... I want to schedule my time. So, and I, I also value you, right, Mike? Mm-hmm. So I might say, man, I want to get together with Mike. You're really important to me. So I want to have lunch with you or le- come over to my house for dinner. Mm-hmm. But we, we, I think we cross over the difference between if you're important, I'll just leave my time open ended versus if you're important, I'll schedule a good amount of time with you, right? Mm-hmm. So I could say, I'm going to sit with Mike from eight o'clock until 11 o'clock. You know, mm-hmm. And to say, I'm just getting, man, I scheduled three hours, not just one hour, because I really want to hang out with you. Yeah. But then yet, we ha- if we do that, we have to be willing not to be offended if someone says, hey, well, it was a great time hanging out with you. It's Now it's 11 o'clock, so I got to run. And we can do that. But there's a lot of people, I don't know if you run into this, Mike, but I, I, I find a ton that kind of almost feel offended or hurt when you cut off the time. Mm. And they happen to be usually be the people who are always busy and are always running around and always trying to fit things in. And one of the reasons I think people always try to fit things in they can't is because they let time run them, not them run time. And they let other people's expectations run their time. Exactly. Right? Well, if someone wants to come and hang out, then what am I going to do? I don't want to cut them off. That's rude. Well, no, it's not rude. Is it rude, to, right, to, to schedule a 90-minute lunch and at 90 minutes say, man, this was so much fun, give a hug and say, let's go back to work? Right. right that's not rude. Right. But yet there's this weird feeling of when it comes to deep human communication. Um, maybe we'll do an episode on perceivers and judges one time um, from Myers-Briggs. It's an interesting um, dynamic as far as how they operate with time, right? Mm-hmm. So I think a lot of the overwhelm can oftentimes be the perceivers, right? Because I saw the other guy at the that's office. That's very true. He would always that's stay late.
1: Yeah, because the judges are going to be more organized.
0: Absolutely. So, the one guy, he would always stay late at the office. And it was just, it was, it's unfair, but all of us, it was basically everybody but that one uh, organized dude. And everybody would kind of look at him like, oh, yeah, okay, well, you're leaving right at five. Okay, well, I guess you don't care, basically, is what we meant. Right. I guess you don't care that much. Yeah.
1: So, all of those kinds of beliefs, I mean, we could give you all the techniques in the world and they could work great. But then if you use them and you feel like, ooh, now I'm less important than I used to be, Mm -hmm. or I feel guilty because I have time.
0: Right. Or I feel like people are going to judge me because now... Or people are going
1: to judge me, and I don't want that. Then none of the techniques are going to work.
0: Makes good sense.
1: Yeah. 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 So so then first step, I would say, is be okay with being relaxed and
0: having time to yourself. Right. To do
1: whatever you want to do.
0: All right. Right? Yeah. So be okay. What would you do with all that time when you stop being overwhelmed?
1: Yeah. Because yeah.
0: the reality is, you, like, at the end of this, you, you might very well decide that you're going to do exactly what you normally do, but organize it in a different way. Right. Right? Um, wow, that's interesting. And then you'll find yourself with extra time. Yeah. I, I, you know, so I find myself with a lot of downtime now. Like, even doing this right here, we're like, okay, well, I had a pretty calm day at the office. And I got, you know, a couple things done here and a few awesome. conversations. And and it doesn't feel busy. And that's one of the fruits of of deleting overwhelm in your life is you also delete busyness. Don't, (laughs) a a mentor was saying, don't confuse busyness with productivity. Yeah. And don't confuse productivity with busyness. That's very true. Right? Sometimes you can be very productive and do one thing. Yeah. Or you can do a hundred things that don't really matter and you're super busy. Yeah. Your desk is all full of post-its, but you haven't done anything. Yeah. You know, so. All right, cool. Very true. So we want to get productive, not busy. Yep want to work on the belief of, is it okay to be calm? Is it okay to steward my time? Is it okay to schedule my time? Is it okay to not be overwhelmed? Can I still get significant somewhere else? Right. Right. Okay, cool. And and not be too busy and and feel calm and good about it. I'm just so busy. busy. Yeah. So let's, let's, so try that now. So the next time someone says, how's it going? You go, you know, productive and peaceful. Yeah. I feel really productive and really peaceful. I've I've said a version of that lately in the last few months when someone asked me, I catch up on the phone.
1: I bet it stops people in their tracks. It
0: absolutely does. Everyone has the same kind of reaction. They go, oh, wow, man, that's great. I yeah. go, yeah. I said, you know, I'm really blessed. Just productive and peaceful. Yeah. You know, productive, but there's a calm.
1: That's great, Matt. Right? I love that. So I love that.
0: So... So okay, so let's get yeah. into a few other things. So yeah. what what's actually causing what's causing the overwhelm besides um, what we just talked about, which is the belief systems and so forth? Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about uh, chunking up too much or chunking down too much, and mm-hmm. kind of get into that. Yeah, because that was a, a something great that you were chatting with me earlier about. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah,
0: for sure. Well, okay, so one we
1: asked at the start of this, how would you define overwhelm? Yeah. Well, so you, in terms of chunking, which mm-hmm. is taking Pieces, you know, breaking apart something into, into pieces. Overwhelm is the process of ineffective chunking where you have – you you take your to-dos and you chunk them in a way that there are too many to think of at once. And, wow. And you're thinking of it. So right, I like, what, the, I like what that you said it?
0: ineffective chunking. Yeah. Because so you, you can chunk things down. So basically you're taking maybe seven tasks – or seven outcomes that you're working on in life, yeah. but then you chunk an outcome down into like fifteen tasks or steps that have to be involved, and you're chunking yeah. down to too too much detail. Is that what you're saying? Like yeah, chunking too, down too, into too, too much yeah, detail, too, too many things, right? right. right. Yeah, because you get down yep. to too many details, and each detail feels like its own chunk. Yeah, and then all of a sudden, instead of seven plus or minus two, you have fifteen. Yeah, and you don't really have fifteen, but you're thinking of it as fifteen. Is yeah. that right? Mm-hmm. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. Okay, so t- let's talk yeah. about that. Okay, okay. So, I mean, what it
1: is is just the – everybody's heard how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. And you can <laughs> right. focus on one bite at a time, right? Whereas if you tried to eat the elephant in one gulp, that would be overwhelming, right? Right, okay. So or, in a, so
0: ineffective – sorry, ineffective yeah. chunking then is also chunking the other way is, where – yeah. yeah, that's right. So instead of chunking appropriate-sized tasks that you could accomplish yeah, – that's right you put all of it into one thing and go, oh, I got to get my life together. Yes. Like what a right. terrible chunk, right? My yes. one outcome for this week is get my life get together. Get my life together. <laughs> like, yeah. Like how many things do you need to focus on or that are working, not working? Like, yeah. yeah, exactly. Okay. So, so if you have too few chunks, too, too big of chunks or yeah. too tiny of chunks, yes. both could land in overwhelm. That's correct. Awesome.
1: Yep. Yep. That, that's exactly right. So okay. uh, when I was living in Alabama. And I moved from Alabama to, to Texas. Right. I had a, my first success coach at the time. And so we had this conversation. And I said, uh, you know, she said, how are you doing? And I said, I'm really overwhelmed right now. I mean, there's so much going on. And there, you know, before you make a major
0: move across the country, there is a lot. Yeah. How long ago was that? That was 2004. 2004. And you had a success coach then? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, right Yeah, on. really good. 13 years so, ago. Yeah, all right. yeah. yeah. Carry on. So,
1: so she said, she said, all right, so here's what we're going to do. Now, take out a blank piece of paper and start writing down all the things that you have to do. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, there are 10 million of them. She goes, start writing them down. <laughs> I don't have that <laughs> much paper. <time,
0: bro. laughs> exactly. I don't have time to write it down. <laughs> I do write I got to do down. these things.
1: Exactly. So I started writing it down. And it was a long list. Yeah. It was like, I, I remember it was like 36 things. which is a long list. But when I got to the end of it, I thought, you know what? It's not 10 million. It's It's just 36. It's 36. Yeah. Which which is a
0: lot more than seven. Yes. Right. So it makes sense. You'd feel overwhelmed if you're trying to think of all those things at once. At once. Right. And so
1: what was happening was I was looping on all of these different things to do. And I got to the end at at 36. I was like, there has to be more. And then what I thought was... Sure feels like more. It feels like more. And then I thought, you know, this is actually doable. I wow. can start doing one thing at a time. And then she said, okay, so what is the most important thing that you need to take care of first? And I thought, well, it's this one here. And then and then I started organizing, prioritizing it, and then just started going through it Right. And just getting it done.
0: One at a time. And,
1: she was, and I think she might have even said, is there anything on that list that you think you have to do that you really don't? Wow. You know? And that's the way you handle overwhelm. That's right. the way you handle overwhelm. You get it down on paper so it's not just looping in your head because you can have three things, and if they keep looping, it feels like infinity,
0: right? Right, Well, and let's talk about that in a second too Yeah. because you're actually, it's funny, you're getting into something that uh, I just touched on on a previous podcast episode. Yeah. So look at um, look at time management and, uh, and owning your time and find that in the archives. It's available right now, free for download. Mm-hmm. Um, but I talk a lot about like how to structure time and how to structure your week. And the very first step, and this is funny, most people's last step and only step is writing a to-do list. Yeah. But I talked about how that should be your first of like a, a couple of different steps. First step is writing everything down you have to do, but then you got to get into and start chunking and organizing. And, yep. and you might find some things actually fall off the list. Mm. And that's, that's, I think, the biggest shocker to most people is you're walking around with this thing you have to do. And when you really get priorities straight – and order of importance, you might realize, gosh, does this even lend itself to my outcomes and goals? Totally. It doesn't at all. It's just a thing I thought I should do. Maybe I don't have to do it. It's so crazy. But things can actually pop right off your list. Sure. So so let's talk about looping then. Yeah. So that's fascinating. So so define looping for me. You're just kind of casually just mentioning that, but I want to make sure everyone gets it. Okay. Okay. So I think everybody's had the experience where you're thinking –
1: You're thinking a thought, and you keep thinking it over and over again. Yeah. And, you know, so maybe there are 10 things that you want to take care of. But when they keep looping, it seems like it's 30 or 50 or 100.
0: Right. So you're thinking of, like, thing number one, and then thing number five, and then thing number four. And And then then you think about thing number one again.
1: Yeah. And then my brain is full, and that's all I can think of. And then I think of, oh, but, yeah, thing number eight. And I think – and then I go into over one.
0: Right. right? Or so, well, so if it's he, on
1: paper, yeah. then I can say, all I have to do is just do number one right now.
0: Right. So you know what I think happens with that? What's that? My at least my uh, simple theory is I feel like kinesthetically and unconsciously, we don't know the difference. Right. right? Between thing number one repeating itself or being a new thing, yeah, being I think you're thing right. number nine. I think you're right. So you could go through one, two, three, four, yep. five, six, seven, eight and be like, okay. But the moment you think about number three again as a and you loop back to it, it seems like another Our brain that. feels like, oh, and then there's that. because anything that's unresolved, especially for a judger versus perceiver, judgers need things to be resolved and closed. Mm. So for a judger, having an open loop, one open loop could feel like seven things by itself, right? right? I run with with Lola all the time, man, like I can have open loops all day long. So I can end up being overwhelmed with more chunks. Let me say that a different way. I can have more chunks before I get overwhelmed. Okay. But with my wife, Lola, she'll she'll get something. Yeah. That if it's a big enough chunk, it'll be one chunk, but it's so unresolved to her that her brain, she literally can't stop looping. Yeah. So she finishes thinking about it. Yeah. And then she goes back and thinks about it again. And then yep. it's like two hours later sometimes. And then I come home from work. She's like, we need to figure this out. I'm so over. I'm like, what is it? She's like, like, what else? That's it. And it's not—it's not a knock, it, it, right? It's—it's it's yeah. that when a loop is keeps looping, and there's also a theory of every time you loop, it can become more powerful, it anchors stronger. Yeah. Right? So it reinforces the fact. Yeah. Right. That's which is, true. Which is why, like, if you ever had a humiliating experience as a kid, one of the worst things in the world to do is keep going back to the memory because sure. every time you loop it, it's like you get stronger. It, it is. It's reliving it a second time, a third time, a fourth time, a fifth yeah. time, a hundredth time, a thousandth time, and it gets stronger every time. Yeah. So it's as if it happened to you a thousand times, even though it only happened once. And there's obviously NLP techniques to get rid of that, too. So, um, Man, yeah, you get like sometimes you just need to like completely scratch the record, just get rid yeah. of the pattern of how we think. So yeah. I know it's probably easier said than done to just just change your thinking, just change your pattern. And it's out of the context of, of today, right? Um, but at some point, we'll get into more uh, episodes and in our workshops, we get into a ton of ways to what I call scratch a record, right? To essentially yeah. change the patterns of our thinking, change the patterns of our beliefs or our emotions. Um, but this is part of right? So one of yeah. the overwhelmed patterns to watch for is looping for sure. Yeah. I,
1: I, th- I think you're bringing up a really fascinating point here, and that is that there, there are processes that happen that produce overwhelm and the processes that happen that produce calm. So like what you're talking about, hmm. we could take maybe the Dalai Lama, you know, the calmest person in the world, right. right, and bring him in here and say, all right, Dalai Lama, here's what I want you to do. Think of these 30 things, and then each time you think about this one thing, feel bad about it. And then when you come back to it, feel bad about it again. That sounds and, terrible. You know <laughs> – so, the so Dalai Lama would start feeling overwhelmed, right? Right. If, if anybody,
0: if, if he really followed along if, if with you, our overwhelm yeah, strategy, right, 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 right. So,
1: what we're saying is, it's not just your life; it's the mental process that you're doing.
0: Because that's right. If
1: you do these things,
0: anybody's going to feel overwhelmed. That's right. Yeah. Wow. And it, it, so, let me say that. Again, let me be clear on that. Yeah. It's not the content of your life. That's right. Like you can have a lot going on and yeah. have peace around it. Yeah. You can a have strategy. a little going on and having overwhelm around it. Yeah. So it's not the content. Because I get it. Some people are listening and thinking, no, no, you don't understand. I have a lot happening. Yeah. I just got kicked out of my apartment and i my you know, I have to go to court for my kid, and I'm in the middle of, of a divorce and I'm doing this and, right. and, and I'm going to school and I have all these things due and, and I gotta work fifty hours a week and I have, you know, and, and then I'm gonna try to fit in this podcast and then I gotta be able to fix my car, and then I and then they're like, You don't understand. That's a lot of content. The other thing, too, is, is you can't confuse just because something is more important content. Like maybe, I don't know, I hate to say it, but say you know, someone who like their, their kid is really, really sick. And that's going to, if it's like something that's serious, that's going to take over your whole life. Yeah. But even when you're dealing with something that's super important, incredibly urgent, there's still a way to go through it and just still take it one bite at a time. Mm-hmm. Right? And think about this, too. If you have someone in your life that is depending on you, just uh, going down this kind of serious road for a second. Someone in your life who's depending on you to be there for them and is incredibly important, incredibly urgent, even life and death, the last thing you want to do is show up for them in an overwhelmed or panicked state. Absolutely. Right? Absolutely. It's not going to do anyone any favors, especially you. Yeah. right. So,
1: so here is a
0: good point on that, maybe a way of
1: saying the same thing sure. differently, is there may be A million things going on, right? Right. Now, the question is this, which matters more? The facts of what's happening or you being at your best or not? Wow. So you can look at that and say there there are 10 million things going on, but what's more
0: important? How much is going on in my life Mm -hmm. or whether or not I'm at my my best? Right. Because you were saying earlier, I think before we uh, hit record, the The only part you can control is you being at your best. Mm-hmm. So wow. So if something so again, just to use that same metaphor, which I, I hate, but you know it's an example. Um, like w- when my brother was in the hospital, it was really serious, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, it was life or death. and when when I'm showing up there, the thing I can't change, is his health. That's right. I can't change the facts of what's actually happening. That's right. The only thing I can control is how I show up. Yeah. And that was that man, if there was ever a time to, to control overwhelm, it was yeah. then when I because if I show up panicked or in chaos or just not in control of my emotions, I'm not saying don't be authentic, right? I can show up and be authentic. I was grieving, I was sad, I was worried, I was all those things. But I also showed up saying, hey, it's a lot going on but let's take it one step at a time. Yeah. And I said, dad, let's go get a journal and we'll start taking notes of what's happening. And then mom, yeah. it's going to be okay. Let me give you a hug. And, yeah. and it was literally like that elephant. It was one bite at a time. Yeah. So uh, my point of that is don't ever confuse important content for, well, it's so important that obviously I have no control. I have to be there for this. You can be there for important content, important people, but yeah. you don't have to be there overwhelmed by it. It's yeah. overwhelm is always your choice. It's never about the facts, yeah. never about the people, never about the the importance. So if it is so important, then you've got to be at your best. Right? That was, exactly. Right. That's the time to really make sure you're not overwhelmed. Yeah. Be overwhelmed because yeah. you know Stranger Things two came out, and yeah. and now you got to binge watch a new season, like. That's a lot of things, right? Yeah. I have to spend hours. I don't have hours. Dude, be <laughs> overwhelmed because you right. got to watch Netflix. Don't be overwhelmed because someone you care about needs you. Right, right. And I'm that's sure that's the time to control it. Then your family felt that because emotions are contagious. Yep. And your brother felt it too. Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. And, and there was a, a piece. Most often, right? There was a peace that came over the situations. Even when it came yeah. to his last days, there was still a peace yeah, over sure. the process that yeah. we had to go through together. So yeah. so even in grief, you can bring peace and you can bring calmness to the experience, right? Yeah. You don't have to do that. So yeah. anyway, interesting yeah. enough. Yeah. So
1: so then how to handle it?
0: Yeah. Let's talk about that. So, So we talked
1: about so, so how talk- to handle it will be will be to first of all say, okay, I I, I want to be able to handle it, so yep. I want to feel better. And to say that to realize that it's not the external world, it's the way that I'm handling it. Yep. And then to say a great strategy can be to say, what is it that I want to have happen? Mm-hmm. Right? What is it that I I need to do? But more importantly, what what, what is it that I want to create? What are my outcomes? Right. And then what needs to happen to do that and write it out so that It's there and it's not going to loop. And then you can say, look, I don't need to think about it anymore because it's all here on paper or it's all on my computer, whatever it is. And then to start saying, okay, so then what is it that I can take care of right now? And then just do that that one thing.
0: Wait, and just do something? And just do something, right? (laughs) That's awesome. Have
1: you heard about how Tim Ferriss – because I think overwhelm and multitasking relate, right? Sure. Because if – Because if you're trying to do 16 things, you're going to feel – at one time, you're going to feel overwhelmed. Yeah, that makes sense. So Tim Ferriss talks about how they did this experiment, and they – I think it was an IQ test. And they said people who took an IQ test while they were multitasking Mm -hmm. actually scored worse than the people taking the IQ test when they were high. So they, they, wow. So so, yeah, so multitasking lowers your IQ
0: more than than
1: marijuana.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Controversial, but interesting nonetheless.
1: (laughs) So, so that's the power really of being able to focus on just that one thing. Right. That is that, that is most
0: important. So you're saying you're better off being high than being overwhelmed. I don't know, Mike. I don't know if I agree with that, but interesting test nonetheless.
1: Uh, uh, yeah, uh, right. I'm, I'm, uh, obviously, the point of that wasn't so much to promote marijuana. It's more to f- focus on.
0: Hey, k- it, k- Keep your focus. Hey, yeah. do, do, it's legal, so I, I got no opinion on that anymore. Um, so you were talking about being your best, right? right. Anything else on on the, the be your best aspect of showing up with the right state of mind and that kind of thing? Or did we pretty much cover it?
1: I think we did. I, I think we did. I think it's it's the desire to do that. And of course, I mean, that gets back to emotional mastering. There's a ton on that that can be, I'm sure, multiple podcasts right. that we can talk about. I would think so too. Yeah. Okay. But yeah.
0: ultimately, just t- t- take away that you got to be able to control your state, be, in, be at cause for the state of mind you're in, yeah. the, the emotional state you're in. Yeah. And just cho- and realizing that if you don't realize right now that you can choose how you feel on a daily basis, how you can feel on a moment-to-moment basis, yeah. that's the first thing we need to start talking about. Yeah. So... Man, go find go find us on social media and, and blast away at Matt Browning um, and let me know what you think about the the emotional mastery piece because mm-hmm. um, I, th- I thoroughly believe that every state we can choose, it's not to say that we can't have reactions to things or we might find ourselves feeling something without thinking about it, right? But any state, no matter what you feel, in that moment, you can say, wait, is this what I really want to feel right now, right? Right. So, again, h- hear me correctly. It's it, like, right? And I think, Mike, you'd agree. It's not about never feeling negative and only feeling positive. It's about you being in charge. And if you are feeling negative longer than you want to, go, hang on. I'm the one in charge of this. Who's driving the bus? That's right. Right? If if, uh, if I'm a, a, at a funeral, I can feel sad because that's the time to feel sad. Right? But yeah. how long do I want that to, to go? How long do I do I want to feel that way? And... It's funny. It's kind of. I know it's almost a hard subject too, because I know there's going to be people listening that don't feel that way, right? That you you have uh, states like anxiety, you have depression um, that are very real, like tangible feelings and real like states, right? Um, and and certainly it's a huge problem in the world that people don't feel in control of it. Because hence, right, how much medication is out there, how much, uh, how many solutions, quote unquote, are there um, for these states that we can't seem to control. And and I'm not saying that it's always easy either, right? Um, like you and I, um, I, I think we're lower emoters, I'd probably mm-hmm. say, okay. right? We're, we're going to think more than we feel in general. Mm-hmm. And there's people who feel more than they think and, 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 and so forth. It's a whole conversation. Um, so I realize easy for me to say, right. Cause you know, my, my wife's going to say like, oh yeah, yeah. Mr. Feeler, right. Sure. Um, of course it's easy for you to change your state, but then for someone who's a strong feeler, they, they might have, it's going to be maybe a longer road or they might have to exert even more control, more effort to, to mm-hmm. really focus on it. But I believe no matter what, everyone has the ability to do that. For sure. No matter what. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's good. I don't know if you can hear that uh, the helicopter, man. It's like I feel like an FBI helicopter going over us right now. Right. So <laughs> that's right. so cool. And I love the airport, the, the surveillance because this is so interesting. I, yeah, <laughs> I'm sure that's what it yeah. is. Yeah. I'm so, sure so, so
1: in in terms of the how to, it's then breaking it down and and knowing your priorities, knowing yep. what what you want to have happen, yep. and then taking those st- steps, starting with whatever's top priority that you can do at that moment. Yeah. Right. And would you like to? Learn something, Matt, that I'm kind of excited about this because this may be the the first opportunity that I have of actually having Matt Browning be a demo subject for something new.
0: Oh, crap. Okay, let's do it. Okay, cool. Um, I
1: appreciate your open-mindedness. So is
0: is this going to be a solution to overwhelm? This is definitely a solution to overwhelm. This is a
1: great, you know, okay, this is one of those things that sounds so weird when you first hear about it, but then when you do it, it just works. Okay, right. so this comes from Aikido. So that's that martial art where they sure. take the other person's force and move it. And you know, what a beautiful metaphor for feeling overwhelmed in Absolutely. life. Absolutely. So what I think is so fascinating is that is that when we talk metaphorically, like it, it's, it's also – there's also a physical aspect to it. Like in other words, when somebody – the opposite of overwhelm you might say is centered. Okay. So then this is a process to literally get yourself centered. Yeah. Literally. And literally. it works emotionally too. So let me, wow. let me tell you about how okay. to do this. So All right, let's they, do it. They, they use this from martial arts and Aikido, but it works in your emotions. Okay. Too. So if we could do this, can we, can we stand up? Sure. Okay. Awesome. Let's do that. Let me move this up. All right. Okay.
0: <laughs> if, you're, if you're watching on video, don't mind us.
1: Right. Okay. So as you're standing there, first, I'd like you to Kind of get in a little bit of an overwhelmed state. Like to start thinking about, start thinking about all the different things that you need to do. Okay. Start thinking about all the to. things you need. Yeah, do, <laughs> yeah, this will be a good experience because okay. you'll, 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 right, you'll learn something here. So things that you need to do in your business. Things that you need to do this weekend. Things that you need to do with your son Val. In your family. In your health. Right? Around the house.
0: I'm good. Okay,
1: okay, good, good. Now watch, okay, so as, as you really go there and think about all these mm-hmm. things, then just, okay, just notice, notice kind of as, as I push your shoulder, how easy you give like that, mm-hmm. okay? Okay, now here's what I'd like you to do. So you're looking at me from eye level, obviously. Imagine taking your eyes, this is gonna sound so weird, but it works. Taking your eyes and moving your eyes and your brain down To the center of gravity. So that's about at your belly button. Just a little bit below your belly button. so don't
0: look down, but imagine that if my eyes and brain all moved down my body. Correct. Okay.
1: So it's it's as if you're looking at the room from here.
0: Got it.
1: Okay. 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 And now... Just notice that difference. Hmm. As you are literally centering yourself... So
0: you're pushing me on the shoulders again, but... Yeah, but it's... Well, I, feel, yeah. solid. I yeah. feel like I've I have a lower center of mass.
1: Yeah, that's exactly hmm. right. And you know what actually, when you have this lo- you feel like you have this lower center of mass, you actually do, and you're harder to push over. Right. And also you are centering yourself emotionally too.
0: Hmm.
1: So as you look out at it, this room from here, how is that different in terms of the way you feel about the things that you want to get done?
0: My honest first reaction is I feel I feel more disciplined. Um, um, I feel almost like a commander. Uh-huh. I don't know if that makes right. sense. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. Like yeah. I feel like like a commander. Like I came out into a room and, and now it's like, okay, great. So who's doing what? Let's get this done. Like that's what I feel yeah. like. Yeah. More matter of fact. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Definitely not paralyzed. It actually feels like action. And I'm not, that's just how I feel. Awesome. Awesome. Best way to describe it.
1: Awesome. Really cool. And one other thing that you can do too is imagine like from here, from this core area, you've got roots growing down from your legs mm-hmm. and into the ground. It makes it even more solid. I like it. Yeah.
0: Dude, that's weird. It's so simple. Okay. And it is
1: weird, but it freaking works. (laughs)
0: Let's bring the mics back down. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Yeah. Wow. Mike, that was fun. Cool. There we go. So. All right. So if all else fails and you're feeling overwhelmed, imagine your eyes and your brain moving down like in an elevator all the way down to your belly button and then yeah. looking out. You know, don't do this right now while you're driving or whatever. But like when, when you get home or, or if, if you can't stand up, try that. Um, yeah. And have somebody push
1: on your shoulders before and after and you'll feel it. Yeah.
0: It's kind of spooky. Like like it, it, it really it really changes the state. And, and I felt like there's a sturdiness there Mm -hmm. and, and how much would, how good is it to bring a sturdiness to states and places that we feel overwhelmed in? Right. Right. So a lot of it is going to be, that's great. Yeah. Good job, Mike. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Thanks. Thanks for playing along. Heck yeah, dude. So one more, one more piece, then we'll kind of, we'll, we'll wrap up on it. Yeah. I want to ask your opinion on this too. So I feel like another big piece of overwhelm. And again, I talked about in the time management episode um, around things that are urgent, but not important. Yeah. And oftentimes those are other people's priorities. Yep. So I realized in my life, it's, it's, it's really, really important to learn how to say yes and learn how to say no.
1: Yeah.
0: um, And learn how to say yes appropriately and, and, uh, and schedule the right time. So if you said, Hey, do you want to get to get together and have lunch? Some people automatically think, Oh, it's already Friday. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, sure. And they think Friday has to be the day. But I started taking my time and stretching it out to like a month at a time. Mm. So if, if you came and said, hey, Matt, you want to get together and have lunch? I'm going to think, oh, good. Which of my four weeks in December have the most, right? Like which of those four yeah. weeks are going to have the the most where I'm going to be in the office with extra time? You know, yeah. and then I think, well, on Tuesday, I have all these coaching calls back to back. So that's that day. And then Wednesday, I have these um, uh, breakthrough session, jumpstart sessions with clients. So that's that day. And then Monday, I'm going to do some recording and this and that. So I go, you know, Monday, I'm going to do recording. I'm going to be in in the morning kind of, you know, laying low. So maybe that would be a good time to have lunch. Mm-hmm. So I'll say, yeah, Mike, how about next week, Monday? Or Friday or um, the following week, uh, yeah. Friday is also good. Yeah. So I can simply just go, great, I want to have lunch with you, but it doesn't mean I have to do it right now. And yep. you'll, be, you'll be shocked at, at the the people. In your, if you have a lot of people in your life, um, so we have a lot of people in our life that want time with with me, with Lola, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we have church friends and family. We have um, blood fr- family. We have business, you know, friends and family. We have all these different people. And, and I want to have time with everybody. But I was shocked when we started actually scheduling things. So I'd say, yeah, of course, let's have dinner. That's perfect. Um, we're free in uh, basically three weeks from now. We have Wednesday. And just because someone says, I want to get together, doesn't mean you have to get together and it has to be right away. Right. So we'll all schedule things out. So I only do one day a week of private client sessions.
1: Yeah.
0: And that's because I'm not willing to, just because I have time on Friday that's open doesn't mean I have to give it to you, I guess is the point, right? Yeah. So I've learned how to say no and I've learned how to schedule things. Yeah. Um, Same thing, again, even having dinner with friends, it's fun to do, but we'll do maybe one or two times a week at the most. And then there's going to be another couple nights. It's like family night. And then another night that's like, hey, up in the air or whatever. And then another night that's date. And and as you add it up, I'm not going to sacrifice my family time for yet another dinner with a couple. The people we really want to have dinner with, I don't need to make that happen that day is my point. Yeah. Right. We can easily put that into next week or into the week after. Yeah. Um, so I guess yeah. that, was my, that was my point I wanted to kind of ask you about is learning yeah. to say no to people and learning to schedule. Yeah.
1: I think there are a couple points that you're bringing up, and that is it's easy to say no when you know what your yeses are, when you know what the (laughs) most important things are. That's really good. Right? And then you say, say, well, you know, I've got these things that are really important to me, so I'm going to take care of those first. So if your if
0: your week is blank yeah. and you don't ha- really have it's vision no. vision for what's important yeah. and what you want to spend time yeah. doing, yeah. then you're like, well, I have all these open times, how, yeah. how and then you feel like an idiot to say no, right? Yeah. Oh no, well, why not? Are you too busy? Or you don't have clarity in your priorities? You want to say equal, right? Yeah, I want to say I'm too busy, but nah. but it's not the truth. Yeah. Um, Wow, that's really good. Yeah, yeah, that's good. So you need to be clear on what your yeses are. That's a good takeaway. Yeah. Right? So what are the yeses that are important to make sure that you schedule and and spend time in? Right. Whether or not they're asking for it. Yeah. Right? Because, like, my wife will not ask for time... Until it's been a few weeks mm. that I haven't been there or giving it to her, or, or I found myself too busy. So it's important to take that time. Then it is, and yeah. it's important that I, because because I'm the one who's responsible for that, right? I love yeah. her to pieces. She's the most important person in the world to me. Yeah. So if that's true, I got to act like it. Yeah. And to act like it, that means I need to schedule time with her. Yes. Before anyone else. Yeah. Even though she's the least pressure, quote unquote, right? She's yeah. gonna put the least pressure. She's not going to... There, there's no deadline, yeah. right? There's Great no, example. There's nobody waiting yeah. for me. There's no email to respond to, right? There's no... Right? There's no yeah. sale that's ending. Yeah. It's just someone who's going to be with me for the rest of my life.
1: Yeah. And if... Just with you for the rest of your life. That's right. Yeah. But does
0: that make like does it make sense? She doesn't give me... Totally. A, there's no deadlines and no urgency. Yeah. It's just incredibly important. Yeah. Right? It makes so, okay, total good. sense. So say yes so that's, to that that's, first.
1: That's your big yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Wow. And
1: also, you know, things like exercising. I mean, when is your body ever say, well, you
0: have to exercise now and it's urgent. Yeah. And if you don't do it today, then, then yeah. you know, then the deal's off and you lost the client. Yeah. Right. Because that's, is, isn't that true? It happens with yeah. work, right? Because right. if you don't do it today, the yeah. the deadline is Friday at five or the right. deadline for this client is if I don't call them today, I might yeah. lose it. That's right. But you, the gym never tells you that. Right. A salad never tells you that. Your right. spouse never tells you that. Right. Your kids never tell you that until they get too old. And then, and then after that, then it's already too late. Yeah. Or, and they know, say and sorry, Dad. Sorry, Mom. You weren't with there. Your
1: creator, right? I mean, right. You know?
0: No, that's true. That, that's you know. Jesus <laughs> never comes to me and says, "Hey, hey, come on, man. You haven't been spending time with me. I'm upset. I'm mad at you. Right. Never happens. Right. But I don't. But when I don't spend the time, I don't get. I don't get to reap the rewards and the fruit of that relationship true. as deep well, as well. And be. see, often what happens is
1: something will happen like where a loved one dies and then you're really face to face with your own mortality or somebody has like some, like a heart attack or something like that. And then they say, wow, I really do need to get things right with God or whatever my spiritual beliefs are. Right. Right. And then it becomes urgent. But you're 100% <laughs> right that these big yeses, you don't have to wait
0: for... They're almost never urgent. The,
1: yeah, they're almost never urgent, so you got to make them the priority. Right?
0: Wow. It's, it's really true. Okay, good. So yeah. that's my big takeaway oh, for that the, is...
1: The, 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 yeah. yeah. The other the other point that you made or alluded to is you do a great job, speaking of chunking, of chunking your time in your weeks. So like Monday is podcast time. Tuesday sure. is coaching or whatever yes. Yeah. And so then you wake up and you say, okay, I know what today is about. Right. And... That I'm sure reduces a ton of overwhelm because you've got things packaged.
0: A ton, a ton. Um, yeah, and, and it, made, it did. It, it made calmness just permeate throughout the month and throughout mm-hmm. my life um, because I used to leave my schedule open and then I would try to juggle things and try to fit whatever I could into wherever I could. Yeah. And what had happened is I, I'd allow I put a lot of power outside myself to waiting on someone else. And believe it or not, about 75%, maybe 80% of the people in the world don't appreciate deadlines. They'd rather not have deadlines, mm-hmm. right? The perceivers in the world, right? They would much rather leave things open-ended and say, "Well, let's chat. To, let's chat next week about lunch next week." Right. So I've had to learn the judger tendency of saying, "No, no, mm-hmm. let's chat right now about lunch next week, Right. Wednesday or Thursday." Right. Lock it in, and then what happens is lunch with you is in. It's next Thursday. It's locked in. It's twelve o'clock. I know where we're going. It's in the calendar. And as soon as it's done, whew, it's off. Yeah, it's no longer in my mind. It's not and it's something not I looping think about. in your mind. It never. I don't think about it again until I wake yeah. up that day and go, "Oh, today's the day for lunch." Yeah, that's part of the yeah. day. So right. that's one of my secrets for the clients. That uh, I, I, I tell a lot of people this. You probably do the same. Is get like, get those things. As soon as it's on your list, get it off your list. So I'll actually, yeah. whether I do it or whether I schedule it, I cross it off. Yep. Right. Yep. So the moment, it, yep. even if it, and some things I, it's so funny, man. And then like, you can let go of it. Dude, I'll look at things like, oh, I got to, I got to smog my car, but I go, okay, well, when is that due? Well, it's not going to be due. Let's just say for a month and a half, you know, I got the notice. It's 45 days. Okay. So I look at my calendar over the next 45 days and I say, where would it fit to be out and do errands that day, right? I go, okay, well, I got nothing on this day. So I'll schedule it. Smog's going to be that Monday. and It might be five weeks from now. So I take it off my list. Because yeah. now it's scheduled and it's just going to happen when it comes to yeah. that day. And what if it doesn't happen that day? And you got it handled. Yeah. It's no big deal if it doesn't happen that day. You just move the schedule to the next day or yeah. something. So, But, but yeah. then you're dealing with actual scheduled actions, yeah. not not thoughts. Yeah. Right? Not overwhelming thoughts. And yeah. uh, So my calendar is more full than it's ever been, but my head is emptier than it's ever been. Is that a good thing? <laughs> it's great. <laughs> Are you saying it's good that I have an empty head? I don't understand how I feel about that. <laughs>
1: Actually, I think it's a wonderful thing. Oh, thanks, Mike. You know, uh, That's what my dad says, too.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: because when your head is clear like that, yeah. then you can come up with the new ideas or the new insights. Totally.
0: You know? Good. Well, Michael, yeah. this has been awesome. Um, I hope I hope this has been useful for some people. We chatted about overwhelm, how to get out of it, um, what causes it, and kind of defined it a little bit. Um, yeah. Last, any last thoughts, yeah, okay. comments, concerns, Close, bad jokes, questions? Cl-
1: closing thought. Closing thought. If you're feeling like you're in this state of overwhelm, this is something you can remind yourself of. It's something I've been reminding myself of. That, so there's, wow, there's more to do today than I can handle. Sure. So what I can do is I can say, look, I am who I am today. And I'm only the person that I am right now. Right. Right? And that is awesome that I am who I am today. Yeah. And by the end of the day, I'm only going to be able to get done whatever it is I can get done. Right. Right? Right. I mean, that, and I could either do that from a state of stress and overwhelm, or I could do that while I'm at my best.
0: And either way, you're still going to only accomplish whatever you can actually accomplish, accomplish with a lot that of time. Day. Wow.
1: Because that's that's who I am. That's what I'm capable of. So how so did you want to experience to, the day? Yeah.
0: How yeah. did you want to experience the day and what state do you want to be yeah. in the day? Yeah overwhelmed and stressed, or at your best. Right. So that's your choice, guys. And
1: taking care of things one at a time in the present moment.
0: Awesome. That's awesome. Mike, thanks, buddy. Thank you. Awesome hanging out (laughs) again. Always. I'll see you next week, right? Uh, Definitely. All right. See you next week. Bye. Bye. Hey, my thanks to Mike Bagala for coming back in the studio. Man, um, what a great conversation. Um, I just listened to that again because we recorded that a few weeks prior. And, man, he is just such such an awesome person. He's a gentleman and a scholar and he knows his stuff. So again, we're going to have Mike coming back every few weeks or so to just kind of you know, pick our brains and, and and discuss some different subjects. I always say, hanging out when I have lunch with Mike, uh, we could just talk for hours and just talk about these kind of subjects that leaders encounter in their life, and and we would never get bored of it. So I hope you don't get bored of it either. Um, we'll bring Mike back on, like I said, in a few weeks. So thanks, Mike, and thank you for uh, for the download, for the subscribe, for the stream. However you're absorbing this podcast, however you're absorbing this information, um, we appreciate you. The biggest thing you could help if you want to help the podcast podcast out and help me out is head over to iTunes um, and leave a great rating and a review. Subscribe to it. Uh, it's free. It doesn't cost you anything. And then you'll get a little notification whenever there, there's a new episode dropping. We drop new episodes every Friday morning. And then every Tuesday morning, there's a bonus episode where I answer live Q&As from Facebook from the night before. So uh, head over there and do that. If you're on a different platform runs, of course, Stitcher and Google Play, and uh, they're going up on YouTube as well. So, uh, but head over to iTunes and search for my name, Matt Browning, and it'll pop right up. Also, you can follow me on Facebook at facebook.com slash Matt Browning. And that way, if you follow me and like me on that page, you'll also get notifications when I'm going live every Monday and you can jump in and participate. All right. Thanks again for listening and for the download. I appreciate you and get out there and just crush it in life and in business. I'll see you next week.